Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to give a special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy. We got to wake up here, man. Do you feel like we got to wake up? I'm feeling great, although I do know that you've got uh, Polly in a hypochondriac tailspin because anytime anyone is feeling under the weather around him, he... Oh, does he, get, does he feel oh like something? He'll never, he'll never admit it to you, but he is like. I'm a hypochondriac. He's a hypochondriac. I'll, I'll admit it in a second. He's afraid. Oh my God, he's going to jump on the window. I'm licking him. Yeah. I'm still licking him. I lick my hand and rub it on him. What do you got? Like a little cold coming in or something? No, you know, my daughter, the kids go to school and they get ah, stuff. Ah, that's right, yep. And so Robin and I went out to eat. I came home. She laid up on me a little bit, not feeling good. And she fell asleep, but I think she. You know, she breathed it all over me for uh, a couple hours, and I woke up, I gotta say, I felt awful. You'll be fine. So, yeah, I'm back. It'll be, I'm back. Be I can get fired up in front of the mic for an Love hour. Love it. It's not like it's a real show or anything. It's just an hour. Yeah, it's just an hour. <laughs> if you don't know this story, it's a classic. So I just start working here, and, uh, you know, we're developing ideas for the Daniel Baldwin show. Mm. And, uh, and so Josh has turned around talking about somebody else's show. I go, well, what's he like? What's that show like? He goes, ah, you know, it's not like it's a real show. It's only an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, man. That's that's really cool. But Josh, there's a three-hour show. Thank you. He's a big boy. Thank you. That's little plebe one-hour douches. Uh, this is, but this is a powerful hour, Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, way to come back, Josh. Way powerful, back. delightful, highly entertaining hour. Can I tell you something that's upsetting me? Sure. Okay. I've been listening to all these different people on this station talk about Syracuse basketball game against St. Bonaventure University. Now, granted, I grew up with the Big East... I know quite a bit about you know what goes on up here in Syracuse, having had family here and been coming here my entire life. But the day that we don't go into play St. Bonaventure University and expect to win the game is a problem for me up here. Uh-oh. It really is. So I'm listening to you know from Axe to Seth to you know different people telling me, yeah, you know, to the audience, you know, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, I would be surprised, and I expect to beat St. Bonaventure. I don't care if they beat Maryland. If we're going to gear ourselves, unless you're you're aiming for mediocrity, unless you're going to accept you know a below 500 season, or we're not going to go to to March Madness. If you think that we're a sub tournament team and we're going to go for lucky to the NIT, and if you and if you and if you and if you, so no, I'm not that guy. And and as much as I think that we're younger and we we probably need to work on some things, I expect to knock off the St. Bonaventures, whether it's a close game or not. I expect to win that game. And if I don't win that game, if Syracuse does not beat St. Bonaventure tomorrow night, I'm very disappointed. I, I, I think they have to win that game. Are you looking at the line, Paulie? What's the line on it? Uh, Cuse mine, they're six-point favorites. They're home against yep. Bonnies. Yep, six points favorites, home against the Bonnies. Yeah. Well, see that? They're fully expected to win by. Listen, you and by, I got a got a, a five dollar foot long on the on the job right here. So ooh, remember, we laid it down yesterday. Ooh. I said it's going to be a loss. Yeah, there's, but there's no points about. It was just straight up. Yeah, straight up. I, I don't think it's a 
anything to worry about that maybe Syracuse could lose to St. Bonaventure in a one-year situation? Like this year, they might lose to them. If this was a recurring problem, then I would worry about it. But, oh, well, well, but one time is not well, a bad thing. Well, listen, and don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm saying that anything that Axe or Seth or any of the other commentators have said I disagree with, that they couldn't lose the game. Absolutely, they could lose the game. But this expectation... It seems like we're getting we're getting we're getting fed this line now from people that is setting us up to get ready for them to lose. I think if you play this game, you have to, if you play it ten times, we have to win this game eight times. I mean, you, you know, we're expected to beat St. Bonaventure University. We're Syracuse University. Mm-hmm. We're you know a national power. We're in the ACC in a tougher division, even though the Atlantic Ten is tough. We're in a tougher division, and we're expected to beat St. Bonaventure. And I expect the boys to go out there and win this game. Don't you get nervous, though, after watching the performance against Buffalo and how they cover, or can't cover, these shooters? Well, they're going to get Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure. Yeah, and they're in... They covered the shooters fine against Buffalo. <laughs> what the was other game? You had the stat. The other games, they were 10 of 34. They, I think Buffalo averaged 10 three-pointers a game against every team they've played. Oh. So they got to work on it, yeah, but the past couple games they've been all right. Georgetown didn't shoot the ball well against them. From well, three point land, they shot well. I think one of the realize. problems is that we're shooting the ball so dismally that you know it would balance out more if we could actually make another. That's a problem. Four shots per half. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're missing twenty eight shots a half or something. It's terrible. So yeah, but but just that just that whole that whole mindset, you know, of 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 what you're willing to accept, you know, uh, if you if you live that mindset and and uh, um and, and that's what your expectation is going to be. That's what it's going to end up being. Mm. I believe that. I believe that you envision things. You know, when I when I, when I play golf, and I used to be pretty good at that game. I mean, I had it down to a slow single digit when I played every time. Yeah, and and I would say to someone, "Go, oh man, watch watch me yank this one." You know, before you, I said, "Why are you going to say that?" Because that's what you're going to do. You got to walk up before you set the, look at the ball and picture your swing in your mind, and I'm going to push it out just a little bit to the right, and it's going to roll over and hit the front and roll up to the back of the green, and visualize that shot. I believe that that's part of athletics. I believe that uh, that the mental aspect of it is well over half for mm-hmm. sure in almost every sport. You know, it's, it's very much a mental state of mind and preparation. And uh, so, if you're preparing us for a loss against St. Bonaventure, then that's what's going to happen. I, I don't think there's any way the team thinks they're going to lose, but does Fat Joe and Salve think they're going to lose? Probably. Fat Joe, text in. <laughs> Fat Joe, text in. Two eight eight zero six forty four. Fat Joe. <laughs> but, but there is a there is a certain amount of mental game I think in anything in life, right? Just like you're saying, you got to envision it, and I, I agree with Paul. I don't think the kids are going. Yeah, we're definitely going to lose. I'm sure they can overcome that. Listen, you don't think it was great to go to my 10 year high school reunion? You know how many people after football practice, and I was a pretty successful high school athlete. Mm-hmm. And after football practice, and hey, Baldy, come on, we're going to go have a beer. Let's go, man. Let's go. No, I have drama practice. I got to mm-hmm, go to. Mm-hmm. What are you going to be an actress, Baldy? Ah, you know, and everyone yeah. making fun of me. And I, you know, going back to my ten year anniversary was was actually a lot of fun. I was on a network primetime television oh. show, and I walked in. And I went, "Yeah, remember drama practice? Oh, How you're are you living bud? it? I avoided mine at all costs. Did you really? Oh my god! Yeah, look at me. I, I can't w- go back looking like this. You're a superstar radio. I'm a fat bald idiot. <laughs> I went in. Did you? Oh, yeah. I was the guy telling fart jokes on the radio. Of course I went Oh, you in. were hot the 10-year reunion? Mm, yeah. No, it was... No. <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm almost coming up on 20. 20? Man, I'm coming up past... What am I at? 79. 
Everybody I went to high school with is still around here, too. Yeah, it's so are so am I. Coming up on 40. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot that's of years. That's my whole life you've been out of high yeah. school. Easy, fella. <laughs> Easy, big fella. I don't like that stuff. I don't like going back to reunions. I don't need to see anybody. I only went one time. Only the ten years. It was it was an awful time for me. Because I think now you can see like Facebook and stuff. You can see people. I, I you know I went and I was really disappointed because there's one thing that that happens that occurs the last time you saw that person. As soon as you see them again, you pick up right where you left off. Oh so, yeah. So if you used to go, you know, make faces and do different stuff to each other, as soon as you see them, you go, Tommy, you know, and you do it to each other, <laughs> mm-hmm. like like you, because that's the last time. So it stops your growth stops from that moment that yeah. you left each other. Well, when I went, I was on television and doing films, and my brothers were pretty successful. So I went, and what disappointed me was how differently they treated me. That's what disappointed like guys that I was really hurt. Guys that I yeah. thought, what have you? So, uh, what's what's it like being on TV? You know, like like really standoffish, or yeah. or or women that were talking. Oh God, it's just I'm having such a you know bad time with Frank. He's uh oh, he's coming up on giving me what I need. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got a few of those. Yeah, yeah, it was uh it was a trip. Do you seal any deals over at the reunion? No, I didn't seal it up. I didn't seal it Did up. Did you, Paul? Did you get any? No. I was dating somebody. I brought a date. Oh. Paul's got a chick. She moved. You know. <laughs> I got a, did, did the people that got voted most successful and whatnot actually turn out to be the most successful in your guys' classes? No, but there was one girl I remember. I mean, she was just she was just awful to look at. She was awful. Poor thing. She had really bad acne, and oh. she was kind of fat, bad. Yeah. And, you know, she she was struggling. She yeah. was like, and this girl walked into the reunion. I don't think anyone knew who she was. Just bombshell? Just bombshell. Bombshell, bombshell. Yeah. She bombshelled. She was 32, you know, whatever she was, or 28, you know, and she walked in and everyone went, holy smokes. Yeah, we had I, a couple. I felt great. I felt really good for her. That was me. Was it? Yeah, oh, that yeah. was me and mine. I walked in and was like, whoa, look at that. Is that Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> you just floated right oh, in. Oh, you floated right in. Huh? King of the prom. Were you the king of your prom? No. I was the biggest Come loser in school. I <laughs> <laughs> was king of the what nerds. What were you like in high school? Me? Yeah. You're looking at it. This was literally it. I I had hair and I was about 30 pounds lighter. This is it. I've always been the class clown. I've always I've been a terrible student. I mean, really? barely got through school. Yes, I was like I lucky to win Mutton Jeff. Yeah, just because I was a midget. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play sports? No, look at me. I tried. I tried. I, I, I was like, see, I saw him as that little terrier on the football Dude, team. I that, was like four like, eleven in high school. Couldn't beat, do it. I, would, I didn't grow until I was like eighteen. I was like four eleven <laughs> in high school and like ten pounds. I was like, wrestled. I would have gotten my ass kicked. Yeah. No, you wrestled really little guys. My there was no one else. By we sat on complete opposite sides of the bench. I wrestled unlimited, two fifteen and above, all the way up to like three, four hundred pounds. So, and my brother Billy wrestled like ninety one, one, one oh seven. Mm-hmm. So Billy's one hundred and seven pounds, and I'm two forty. And I'm at the end. And so Billy would get out there first or second match, and then we would win like four or five matches. We kind of split the next few, and then we get pinned like three times in a row. And it always came down to all the guys who hated me, my brother and all his friends, would run down, come on, Dan, oh, you can do it, baby, because yeah. I had to win the match yeah. for the team to win. Yeah. Unfortunately, I won most of my matches, so, but yeah, suddenly I was their best pal. If I wrestled, them. they would have had a 
shipping second graders. <laughs> he was too light. There was no weight class. They had to move yeah, up. They have a 91 pound class. They had to move second graders up to varsity. <laughs> they wrestle hey, this little guy. Come on in and wrestle yeah. him. Go beat that kid up. Yeah, bro. go beat him up. Well, hey, we got something cool going on today on the Daily Baldwin Show. If you want to uh, go to see the Bonnies tomorrow night, uh, take on Syracuse, we've got tickets. All you have to do is tell us something that we'll discuss here and we'll read your text as well. Worst Christmas gift you've ever received. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. text us or you can call us right in the studio. I prefer you to give us a call. That is for ESPN 44 right here in the studio. Tell us the worst Christmas gift you've ever received. And it's funny, too, because Seth, uh, one of the producers out there, got his dad a terrible gift, which we come to find out, Mr. Baldwin endorsed. So <laughs> we'll get into all of that coming up next right here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Every Monday, Syracuse assistant Adrian Autry talks X's and O's with Orange Nation. Brought to you by Ferone and Son Funeral Home. On the pulse of the orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back on the big show. So, oh, we have a call right now? We lost him. We lost him? Yeah. He's gone? Call back, man. Wow. I do have some uh, texts, though, coming in as we discuss your least, the worst Christmas gift you've ever received. And uh, some of our favorites, you're going to be hooked up with tickets to the, the Bonaventure game tomorrow night against Syracuse at the Dome. Of course, text us 2880644. I have a text saying. When I was a kid, my sister opened up a present that was in a vacuum box, and it ended up being a life-size dog-stuffed animal. She was tricked. So then I opened my gift. It was in a waffle maker box, and I thought, wow, something cool is going to be inside here. I opened it up, and it was a waffle maker. Wow. <laughs> he was eight. <laughs> well, he was eight, and he got a waffle maker? Eight years old, got a waffle maker. I'm kind of feeling a waffle maker at eight. That wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, man. Nice nice waffles. That's similar to my worst gift. We're, we have our worst gifts, too. Mine, I opened one year, was a, one of the little fry-alators, like those little fry-daddy things where oh, you yeah, deep yeah. fry. Yeah. Sounds like a great gift, right? Except it was the exact fryolator I had given my mom the Christmas before. Was it the actual one? It was the one? exact. Daniel, she didn't open it. She re-gifted it. Forgot that I was the one that gave it to oh, her. I love your mom. And gave it directly <laughs> back to me. I love her so much. She goes, "Wouldn't you love that?" I go, "Yeah, I gave I, I gave it to you last year, mom." Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> she's a smart. She's, she's a smart chica. I got a whiz. On D- the Wiz, the yeah. movie, The Wiz on DVD and a quesadilla maker as a package gift. From one person gave you that person combination? And the same Christmas. That is so bad. What's wrong with that? The Wiz? The movie The Wiz a is good. A quesadilla maker? It's yeah. just a form and grill that ruins your chances of cooking anything. You can only put tortillas in it. Well, I don't see you as being the expert chef. I'm not seeing it myself. I can cook. Can you cook? Yeah. You learned all those years from mommy. He yeah. can't cook. He can. Cur- he has a couple Italian uh, like recipes, but most, you know, five out of seven nights he's going to Texas Roadhouse. Well, for that doesn't mean out. I can't cook. That just means I'm lazy. Oh, all right. I can see the lazy for sure. Yeah, I yeah. I, I eat at restaurants every hang on, day. Hang on. Ooh, I'm yeah. knocking on there to make sure the great one heard that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I can see the lazy. Yes. Um, I gotta say that I I specifically remember only because of the build up towards this gift. What my worst moment was was a gift my mother gave me because she was, I don't know what it was about this year, but maybe because it was the first year we drew. We're all older now, so we decided it was too much money to buy six kids gifts and mom and dad and blah. So I was probably, I want to say by the time we did this, I was 20. Yeah. So Stephen, I remember, was only 13. And that year he drew my sister Beth. And he bought my sister Beth 
caution slippery when wet underwear. Oh my god! <laughs> he, bought, <laughs> he, he bought them. They had the, the and he get, and she opened up and held them up. But really, That's his sister. He bought that for his sister. Caution slippery when wet roadside panties. Nice. But my mother was just you know she was sitting there doing the big goofy face and she's sitting on the edge of her seat and I looked at her and I go, so Ma, you drew me, obviously. I mean, you're you're busting out of your seams over there. And she goes, well, I can't wait for you to open up. And I, I gotta tell you, it was the ugliest, one of those like oh, moose sweaters yeah. that has the, you know, the risen uh, embroidered moose on it that was mm-hmm. green and yeah. orange and yellow and whatever. And you're 20 years old. And, and I'm 20 years old and this, and it was like, you know, and even for a big guy like myself and it was like a triple XL. So it was, a, it was a tent. Yeah. And and I'm and I had my mother. Oh, put it on, put it on, honey, please put it on. And I'm, but the anticipation when I opened it, I thought it was for sure going to be some sick electronic device, you yeah. know, or something, you know, because it was in a box. And it was this god awful <laughs> ugly sweater. And it's my mom, you know, bless her. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to. I'm like, oh oh, and look at the detail, mom. Look at that. <laughs> look, at that look at that antler. <laughs> it's an antler on a moose, isn't it? Mom? It's a large pad it mm. has right there. It's it's exquisite, mother. Really. Did she make you wear it? I wore it. I had to put it on. I did. Oh. Put it on. Let me see. Oh look. Oh oh look. And she's grabbing my sister's. Oh, oh. look at him. Your He's, siblings had to know that it was ugly, right? Oh my God. They all. <laughs> yeah. The, this was. You know, we were going to burn it at the stake out front. What if your mom was just screwing with you and like she knew that you would never say you didn't like it? I. My mom doesn't have that. She does that, that mess with you. Yeah. yeah she. she it, for her. It was really important that I told her how much I loved that sweater. Of course, I think so. I think it's in a box somewhere still today. The same box that it came in. Probably. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a Secret Santa here one year, and one of my first years here, and I got like a, a, a kind of a gag gift for this one woman who worked here, and it was a like like your slippery when wet story. Uh-huh. It was a poncho that said "White Girl Wasted" on it, uh-huh. and I gave it to her, and they come up to me and they go. She's got a drinking problem, Josh. What are you doing, <laughs> getting her a white girl wasted poncho? Wow. I go, oh, yeah, I guess. So I went serious gifts after that. I never went, I never went silly. Did she say anything about it? No, she loved it. She put she, it on and got wasted. Someone oh here also got a half-used Taco Bell gift card. <laughs> yes. So it said twenty dollars on but it, it but 10. it was only ten dollars left on it when oh. they got it. That's perfect. Text line: I got a ladder once, and I'm terrified of heights. My two younger brothers received full 1988 sets of Topps baseball cards in the box from my aunt. She sent me a My Little Pony activity book. I like the My Little Pony oh. activity book. Four three seven seven six four four. If you want to call in with yours, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. bring us something else, will you? Wow. Nineteen eighty eight is the worst baseball card set you could possibly get. Why nobody was just terrible? That was like the worst. There's no rookies. No, no rookie. No good rookies. I think Tom Glavin's the best card you'd get out of that. <laughs> that a was a strike year. Duds. Oh. No, it wasn't. No, ninety four was a strike year, right? I don't know. I don't know. So, so, what makes tops of the full? So, when they say the full collection for the year, they're talking about every card they produced. Yeah, it comes in like a big cardboard box with every card from that year in it as a set. Wow, I would it, think that's worth some money. From oh no, no, now we just yeah we discuss we, this all the time. I had thousands and thousands of dollars in baseball cards, and they're not worth crap anymore. They saturated the market. Like, all the Mark McGuire cards aren't worth anything anymore. It's it's brutal. <laughs> I wasted every 35 cent I got. The Bash Bros. Oh, oh, yeah, we used to put them in our tires with, with clothes. Yeah. yeah so he, Paulie used to, I mean, every penny he, met, he had, he'd go buy them. 
And then now, this time around Christmas, would you get them as gifts? Yeah, there's my attic is full of worthless cardboard now. Like if my house goes up, it's we're done. There's because, nothing. Yeah. Wow. Can you Were insure you it for anything? I'll go over there with torture with Leo. <laughs> did you Leo Did you uh, collect baseball yeah. cards? No. 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 I mean, I did the you know flip you. You know, we used to flip yeah. them and scale you. I did I did things that you know you could gamble. If it was something illicit and gambling, <laughs> right, yeah. then, then I was in. There was I, there was a little like a short amount of time that I tried to collect basketball cards, like around the Jordan, uh, Horace Grant, uh, that era. And I just never, I never went anywhere with it. I missed, I missed, I was, I was doing covert, you know, I mean, league, I hung around with guys that were, you know, 10 years older than me. Sure. So when I was nine, they were 19. Yeah. And they hung out on the golf course. And me and Michael McGinney, Gino, we would run their errands for them. We'd run up to the, mm -hmm. to the, you know, the deli. I have to be the only nine-year-old kid that was making a grand a week. I mean, mm, I was making yeah. $1,000 a week, $1,000 yeah. in 1979. Think about it. That's and and, and no, no, less than that. I was nine years in 1969. Yeah. So, you know, I do things like, uh, hey, Baldy. That was Baldy to everybody. Baldy, you still got that raft, that water raft? Bring it down to my house tonight at around nine o'clock. So here I am, you know, me and Michael McGinney carrying the water raft. And we're in the canal with bolt cutters snapping seven horsepower engines off the back of, of sailboats, dropping the, dropping, swimming. Yeah. You know, it's Navy SEAL style yeah. in the middle of the night with no lights. Yeah. Grabbing three engines, this guy's in his car waiting for us to get back while we're swimming down the canal. Grab three motors, bring them back, load them in his trunk, and he was selling them. You know, they were, these are three three thousand dollar motors at yeah. the time, twenty five hundred dollar. We grabbed six of them in a night. Statute of limitations up on that, Daniel? <laughs> I'd say it's up. I'd say it's up. It's funny you say that though, because you mentioned golf courses, and, and uh, Seth, one of the producers here, told us his word, the worst gift he got for his dad. Oh, I know the story. Something it's called like the the pooper putter or something. Right. You're sitting on the toilet and you can practice your putting game. Well, this was I used to do a show called um, um, World's Dumbest, World's Dumbest, yeah. and, and World's Dumbest Criminals, World's Dumbest Comedians, World's Dumbest This, and they had all these different things. World's Dumbest Inventors was one of them, and I won the competition one year with my line on this pr product, mm -hmm. which was it was a short putter that you could practice your putting while you were sitting doing your poop in the bathroom. Yeah. And it was it was not the one you showed me, though. It was a longer runway that went up a little hill that if you made the putt, the ball got kicked out by a little device. Or yeah. if you didn't, it circled around and came rolling back down to you. So, of course, my line was, why would I want to practice putting in this particular room when I already have a driver in my hand? Oh. Hello! Hey, -oh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Going deep and going long. Try the veal. Robin, I'm on my way home. <laughs> um, so... So, but this product uh, was, um, it turned out they came to me later and they asked me, hey, would you want to endorse this? Because I played a lot of golf already right. and it ended up going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> but, hey, I mean, Seth Goldberg bought one for his dad. So Seth well. Goldberg bought one for his father, the yeah. pooper putter. The yeah. one you got, I like yours better because the ball rolls back to you. The one he had showed us, you'd have to have like a bucket of balls in your bathroom. Well, no, you got to do the Joe. You got to do the Joe Salzone. <laughs> you got a mud butt. You got a mud butt and squeeze and shuffle over there. You got a mud butt, yeah. go up there, get your ball, come back, <laughs> mud butt, ball. How much time are you spending on the toilet that you have time to practice a putting game? I I, There's a long time. Really? That's a long time, yeah. There's some fine work being done there. When I go in there, it's showtime. I'm not waiting. It's, <laughs> it's it? It's already showtime. It's like the military? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm in and I'm out. Wow. Worst gift you've ever received. We want your phone calls. 315-437-7644. That gets you a pair of tickets if you like your call to the uh, Bonaventure game tomorrow night. Syracuse Bonaventure at 
the Dome. We will come back right here on ESPN Radio. Syracuse, what? I was just mouthing NFL to you so you could promote that we're going to talk oh, the NFL. We'll, we'll talk, obviously, NFL playoffs. So they butt. Go. <laughs> you got him. Oh, you ruined his day. We'll come back. It's the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Did you miss in the booth with Matt Park? Dito Babers. The uh, early signing period is something that's going to help Syracuse University. It gives us an opportunity to lock up some guys that some other schools will be trying to steal later on in the recruiting process. Some kids are good juniors, but they don't have great tape. As a junior, they're just okay. And then those guys that really turn it on, those guys have a tendency to come to more schools like us. In the booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. The home of Mets baseball, ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yeah! We got a call, don't we? Correct. Bring it in. Tim in Baldwinsville, you're on with the Daniel Baldwin Show. Tim, what do you got? Hey, okay, so one Christmas, my grandma got a, she got me like a closed, it was wrapped up in a closed box. So I open it up, and the first thing it is, is a newspaper clipping from the Tampa Bay newspaper of the baseball team, which I'm not even a fan of the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. And underneath that was a bunch of Valentine's Day candy. Oh. (laughs) Valentine's Day candy. What's going on over there? Leftovers. She found them at Switzer's and threw a bag of it in there. Exactly. Wow, that's cold-blooded. Grandma's trying to save some money, though. I can understand that. Tim, hang on the line, man. We're going to hook you up with these St. Bonaventure tickets for tomorrow night's game, Syracuse, St. Bonaventure. We've got two more pairs left. Tim, you're going to bring somebody. uh, And, uh, of course, if you want to win, you can call us right here on the Daniel Baldwin Show for ESPN 44. That's 437-ESPN44. Also big news tomorrow on the Daniel Baldwin Show. uh, Tomorrow we're going to give away... A a $1,000 three-point shot at the Syracuse Eastern Michigan game. Yes. So you get to go out at the game. You're going to get one shot for a grand, and you better stick it. Mr. Krabs, right out of his pocket, will hand Boom. you cash hand money. Cash Is money. he Krusty's going to be there giving it out? No. Krusty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. I mean, there's probably a... How's it go? What are they going to do? Qualify? Imagine, imagine, what no, you get, what, imagine if we had the great one give it out. You get to meet the great one and get a thousand. You also there with an oversized check, giant oversized check. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do we'll do trivia tomorrow. One SU trivia question. You get it right, you go to go out for a thousand bucks. Wow! So you're going to do the trivia on the show, and that gives you the right to shoot. So you got to be on top of your trivia and stroking. Like when it. is the ES? When is the Eastern Michigan game? To Wednesday. Of so next you got week. like three days to practice. Yeah, get out there. Remember, you're going to have to rip it. They're just going to give you the ball. Boom. Hit the YMC. So it's not like a time limit. You got no, one shot. No, no, yeah. And they rush you in and out there. There's That time is precious. Can I play Ooh. defense? <laughs> you don't look you like you're going to give Can I be throwing elbows? Advantage? Yeah. <laughs> you want to give an advantage? Can I be throwing elbows? I want to go out there. I want to look scrappy. Take a look at this playoff picture. And I got this printed out version. <laughs> this is great. The NFL I wrote, playoff? I wrote it all out. Yeah. The NFL playoffs. So the way I read this is the Jaguars right now, if we were to go into the playoffs in the NFL, the Jaguars play the Bills, the Chiefs play the Titans, the Falcons play the Rams, the Saints play the Panthers. You know what's really funny? I think I like the underdog in almost every game. Really? 
Well, I don't know. I don't have the lines in front of me, but I definitely I like the Bills to upset the Jaguars. Wow. I like the Chiefs to upset the Titans. I like the Rams to upset the Falcons. And I like the Saints over the Panthers. Then I like the Saints to beat the Vikings. I like the Rams to upset the Eagles. I like the Steelers and the Patriots to win. And I like the Steelers to lose, the Steelers to beat the Patriots and face the Saints. And then it's going to be a Steelers, New Orleans Saints. Holy Saints God. Win. Love that. He's a Steelers fan. Saints win the Super Bowl. I'm Whoa! I'm going uh, Patriots-Vikings. That's my pick. Patriots-Vikings? Patriots-Vikings to the Super Bowl. I don't think it happens. Jacksonville might surprise people. If I saw one team besides the Patriots, it would be Jacksonville shocking everybody. I think it's time for the Breeze, man. I think if he doesn't get one this year, he's never going to get one. Oh. So Phones are lighting time. up for you, Daniel. They Phones are lighting up. Let's they go. They want to talk Christmas gifts, of Come course. On. Go to the line. Right there. I can't see the screen. Kurt. Kurt, you're on the air with Daniel Baldwin. Kurt. Yeah, how you doing? What's going on, Kurt? Nothing much. I was texting about the, my ladder when I was about 14. I got a ladder for a, a Christmas gift. <laughs> Worst ever, because the year before, I sprained my ankle falling off the bleachers, so I've been... I skid hikes ever since, and then yeah, that Christmas I get a ladder. <laughs> my time. <laughs> Who gave you a ladder, man? <laughs> Who gave it to you? It was my dad. So it must have been wanting me to do housework. <laughs> to. That 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 he already thought he thought you were already high, cuz you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. I got your number. Kurt, we here, got man. your tickets, baby. We got your tickets. I'll text you back right here on the text line. All right. Who do we got next? Kevin. Kevin, you're on with Jamie Kevin. Baldwin. Bring it to us. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing today? What's going on, Kevin? Uh, let's see. Probably the worst gift I would say is any that I received from my mother. Um, <laughs> she always thought that she had great style in picking out clothing, and it always ended up being the worst choice that I could possibly imagine. So I always dreaded opening a gift that would be clothing under the tree. What was your worst piece of clothing she gave you? Uh, probably a pair of jeans, I would say. Tight acid wash jeans, probably. Oh, awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. With like roses sewn into the pockets. <laughs> yeah, those accidentally happened to get ripped. Yeah. Wow. We got tickets for you, brother. Yeah, we got tickets. Stay on the line. Congratulations. Through you. I got a bunch of texts coming in, too. Yeah, what do you got? And of course, if you want to text 2880644, wanted Air Jordans as a kid, and my mom got me Brooks. Had to pretend that they were the best gift ever. Brooks sneakers? Brooks, yeah, Brooks, you know those? Like the. I don't even know Brooks sneakers. I know Brooks. Um, as a gag gift, I got a tuggy. It's a sock for your man parts to keep it warm. It was from my father. Oh, my God. Wow. And then the worst Christmas gift I ever received was your mom's phone number. How dare you? Your mom's phone. <laughs> I know. dare you? We're out of tickets, but we got another caller, man. We, uh, we're, we're all done, but we'll take your phone calls. We love hearing these. Who we got? Mike? Yes. Hey, Mike, what's on. going on? Hey, guys. Um, so one year, my grandmother... Um, I wanted a fish tank. I wanted to get fish. And so I opened the box, and it's a fish tank box. And I opened the box, and it was coal. Oh! Uh, yeah! Apparently, <laughs> my cousin and I weren't very good that year. And he opened his, which was supposed to be a big, like, I don't know, Star Wars ship thing. And she filled his was coal as well. So we both got coal for Christmas. Grandma's cold blooded. Grandma's cold blooded. Cold blooded grandma. That's a that's a strong move from from grandma. <laughs> really. 
Really? You boys are going to learn this that's year. A, that's, a hard, that's the easy way out, too. Yeah, that's just, that's Charlie cool. Brown, man. Remember, I got a rock. He just kept looking at his thing. He only got a rock. Dude, grandma's hardcore. That ain't no joke. I like your grandma, man. You boys, you ain't, you ain't getting no gifts this year. You're getting a... Uh, yeah, that's cold, cold, That's cold, That's blood. cold. Of course, we'll continue to take your phone calls here as we get ready to come back and wrap things up. On the Daniel Baldwin Show, phone number is 4ESPN44. This is ESPN Radio, Syracuse. The Cruncher in Belleville this Friday to take on the Belleville Senators for the fifth time this season. Join us for Countdown to Crunch Time at 645 and the Puck Drop at 7 on K-Rock. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <coughs> Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson University, their football coach, is reported to have told a young recruit, Jason Carmen, a 6'6", 230-pound offensive lineman, that Ohio State coach Urban Meyer was on the back end of his career. Meyer, who was only five years younger than Sweeney, was was kind of thrown under the bus. So, no, he's going to die. You don't want to be part of this. Well, I mean, he, he he essentially said to him, you know, look, we're we're building. I'm I'm newer here. Urban Meyer's at the end of his career. You know, where are you going to go with that? Mm-hmm. And this guy was he's an Ohio kid. Was kind of pe- penciled in lightly to go to Ohio State, and Sweeney stole him out at the last minute. I mean, does anything go in these recruiting wars? I think so. at this point, I think it's brutal out there. It is brutal. Isn't and it? pretty soon, somebody can start pulling that with Bayheim, being like, nah, pretty he's only soon. got. Right now, I guess, yeah. He's, he's in his 70s. Be like, nah, he's only got a couple years left. You sure you want to go there? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So if you're coming in as a freshman, yeah. he's going to be coaching you when he's 76. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I don't I don't hear any of these like, stories like this, but you want to get the players, you get you go in hard. Yeah, they, uh, they don't mess around. You want, you know, nobody, want... nobody stole the the kid that we lost, though, right? You were saying that you think that he's just figured out he's a four star recruit and he wanted to go get some That's other his looks. Story, I don't, I, I think somebody was in his ear that made him think about. And, and, and you know, in defense of this line, was it Sampson? Was it? Yes. Yeah. So he 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 decommitted to Syracuse. He had committed as early as like April of last year. I think that there's a few things that you have to look at. They lost their offensive coordinator. I think that might be a factor. It might. Um, you know, until you get the kid signed, he's not signed, which is an age-old rule in recruiting. So it could be the staff, you know, thought they had this kid in the basket already, you know, and they should have been more careful. But at the end of the day, what I didn't realize was he did not take his NCA allotted six trips. So he's allowed to take, for each sport that he plays, six totally paid-for trips to the university at the university's cost. That's airline fare, the whole bit. So... If he only took a two of those, because I believe he had four trips left, he said, "You know what? I really should experience this." I think this is what you were alluding to, and that he and his excuse was, "I want to take these trips because yeah. hey, you're a young kid. You're being, you know, uh, um, courted by the university and the coaching staff. Uh, there are some benefits that happen from these. I've been on a few of them." So, uh, you know, there's always some really hot girl that's going to walk you around campus. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. Louisville, but it yeah, might as well take a steak uh, dinner, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got pool, people pool and spa, baby. calling in right now, talking worst Christmas gifts. If you want to give us a call here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, you know how to do that. Who's up with this? Mark? Mark and a swigga. How's it going? What's up, Mark? Not much. I got one. Uh, I was 10 years old. It was 1987. And I got a 1987 Topps factory baseball set, which at the time I was pretty pumped about. But when I opened up the box, my stepfather, who's a DB, <laughs> He uh, 
decided to take out at least 100 of his favorite baseball players and then shove a sock to fill the gap and then wrap it up and give it to me. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. You like that innovation, though, the sock shove? Yeah. I like uh, I'm it. Still, uh, still mad about that. Oh. Uh, that's a good one, though, bro. That's Thanks, for the, call, Thanks for the call, Mark. You know what? That's disappointing. So I'm going di- to uh, You stay on the line. We'll get you tickets to another game. Oh, Uncle Polly's cool. feeling nice. Uncle today. Polly. Hold on, Thanks, bro. Man. That's sad. I mean, Dad stuffs a sock in dad there. Dad stole the best players out of there? <laughs> How cold. What's a dad going to do with the best players? <sighs> What's he doing? Text line, uh, at my third grade Christmas party, I gave one kid one of those Mighty Max toys, and in return, I got a tube of chapstick. None of the other kids would trade with me. <laughs> but you know what happened that morning? He was getting on the bus, and the mom go, and he goes, oh, today's present day. Mom goes... All right, here's a tube of chapstick. Yeah, bring yeah. this in. Grab it out of the there, bag. There you go. <laughs> well, it could have been a bottle of Vicodin. You know? Oh, yeah, sure. Here's Mommy's Rattler. Take that in there. See what you can get. There's a little yellow pill. You'll go running for the shelter. <laughs> yeah, for Worst sure. Christmas gifts. We're taking your phone calls for ESPN 44 as I uh, see some more of those coming in. And uh, tomorrow, don't forget Frank Caliendo joining us here on the air. We'll talk to him as he gets ready to perform at Del Lago. I know that uh, you were over at Del Lago this morning doing a little hype. I was over with the great Jason Klug. Uh, you know, I, I love going to Del Lago. Sure you Have do. you spent much time over there, Paulie? I uh, went out for the buffet and spent 20 bucks on oh. the gambling. I'm, I, I love lo- casino buffet. I love a buffet. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have the best food there, the best service. I love this casino. Mm-hmm. Right there. I could live there. I could do our show. We should do that as a cross promotion. Of course, you we want to go out to Delago and stay and do the do the show from there. Of course, we do. Yeah, that's the dumbest question ever. I would love <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I could set that up with the great Jason Gould, I'm just sure. Get food drunk, not even booze drunk. Food no, drunk. We'll set up a table. Well, they have stuff about what you can film and you can't film at casinos. Sure. So we have to be careful about that, but I'm sure they could set us up somewhere where we do the show, and then we have people come in from the. Oh, are you I doing s- New Year's Eve over there? I'm doing New Year's Eve. I'm hanging around with Jason. Of course you are. It's the best place of all time. I used to go to the other place, but I don't go there anymore. Oh. I don't. Well, you got your new place now. I got Del Lago Casino Hotel, babe. What else do you need? <laughs> you doing the buffets like Paulie and I? I do it all. I do it all. Robin likes the steakhouse there. The steakhouse there is amazing. So we go to the steakhouse. We have Portico, I think it's called. Do you have a buffet, uh, like a, an approach to a buffet, if you go to a buffet? Go big or stay home. Go big or stay home. Yeah, go big or stay home. I'm not going to a buffet unless I'm slaying it. Do you go? Do you break it up by maybe like uh like different like okay for this is gonna be the, this is gonna be the chicken round. No carbs. This is gonna be the beef round. No rolls. You don't get rolls. No man, I I hit I pile it high. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I don't mind juices from other things. Oh, you don't care. It. You just no. pile it all on there. No, no, you got no preference. I pile drive it. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, tomorrow, very big show, like we said. Uh, we'll talk to Frank Caliendo. We will, uh, uh, yes, Polly. Give away the. We got the basketball thing we'll tomorrow. Three so point we, shot. So, you guys, listen to this. It's a two stage competition. You're going to call into the show, and we're going to give you a trivia, an SU trivia question, I believe Polly said. And then, if the person that answers that properly first, you got to show up at the Eastern Michigan Syracuse basketball game at the Dome next week. And you're going to get to shoot one single three pointer for $1,000. Wow. And I'm going to be throwing elbows. Do you guys want to be elbow. out on the court with them? With the, cheering them on? I'm going to have to do that. 
All right, we can we can probably I make that work. Che- I put my cheerleading outfit on. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, get out yeah, there. Right, right. You, yeah. I'm afraid of you. Show it off. Yeah, yeah. we usually throw Bren Axe out there, but you guys are throw way hands. more attractive. Throw hands up there. Start swatting the ball down. Maybe me and Axe have a shoot. Those three of us have a shootout. Ooh, I would this. do that on video in a second. <laughs> have the ESPN Syracuse basketball shootout. Could you imagine the ESPN Syracuse basketball team? I think the great one sponsors that. Just I could just beat. I could beat all of you in a game of horse. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. If it's just shooting, there's no doubt in my mind. Come on, really? There's no doubt in my mind. I could beat all of you in a game of horse. You're, what are you? A, anybody on this? Anybody on this station? Anybody, anybody technically? Not not like professional basketball players, but anybody? Any? But not one on one. No, I can't remove all the heart attack. I'm just saying shots, shot for shot. I, I would bet that shot for shot. I that, go, that's I, on. I, I after can beat after the first of the year, the three of us will play horse on camera for yeah. everybody. After the first year, that's going on Facebook Live. Yes, yes, yes. we the will do that fa- Facebook Live. That I'll gives find me us a week a, to hit the YMCA. I'll no, find, I, I'm not even worried about it. I don't even have to warm up. I'm not even I'll, worried about it. I'll find us a gym. That's happening. <laughs> that is definitely happening. We'll go to the Y. We Dan and I have membership at the same YMCA. We'll go up there and film. No, we're going to the Dome. We're okay. Yes, out. that's we're even better. Out. Okay. Get Pete on the phone out. and get us yeah. up there, man. No, my my niece's husband, some big maintenance guy. Yeah, so. let's do it. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll hand All it over right. to Brent X. We will come back tomorrow. Very big show. You don't want to miss it. Of course, if you missed anything, you can get this entire episode and every episode of shows here on ESPN Syracuse on uh, iTunes. And, of course, Google Play. Search for ESPN Radio Syracuse.